0: it's time for barreled up by ball cap sports here's your here's your here's your host jim Wiley.
1: let's get right into it no delays give me your trade deadline winners one or two that really stand out to you that came away either deadline day because that's when a lot of the focus was or just overall these last couple of weeks when we had trades going down
2: I mean, it's hard not to pick the teams out of Texas of, as two of the big winners of this deadline. Mm-hmm. Really, the Astros bolstering that starting pitching, bringing in Justin Verlander. And Verlander is such a wild card going to the Astros. He's got so much history mm-hmm. there, and he's so comfortable in that clubhouse. We might see 2022 Justin Verlander just show up for these last yeah. two months of the season. I mean, yeah. the dude has been there, done that great pickup. By the Astros. Not a fan. But I love that they went out and did that. Uh, The Rangers. You know what, man? I have not. I just haven't bought into this team almost all year long. Mm -hmm. I'm so in now. I mean, this is such a good team. It's so hard to deny the fact that Texas Rangers are for real. And you want them to fail because, you know, you see the Mets and you see the Padres and you're like, See, you can't just buy a team. And then you're like, well maybe you can a little bit and honestly the starting pitching just it was probably the biggest concern for them and going out Mm -hmm. and very similar to verlander getting scherzer a dude who has been there and done that i don't think we're going to see max max scherzer right peak max scherzer i probably should have just went with peak there instead of doubling up on the max but all right you know that said that said jim i really do believe scherzer has a month of magic in him you know, like, we don't know what he could do in a September or an October. And mm-hmm. and he's a wily vet at this point. I loved that move. And the fact that the New York Mets are paying the bill on these two guys for the most right. part.
1: Nope, no doubt about it. You, I, I like your Rangers take there. And they you 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 say that you you sort of um you know weren't a believer early on there was a reason for that there was a reason mm-hmm. for that their strength of schedule to start the season the first couple of months was one of the weakest schedules in baseball so you have to start to think well what's really going to happen when they're going up against houston when they're going up against seattle when they go up against the other top teams when they start facing the tough teams how are they going to fare and they have for the most part held their own now they Hit a little bit of a skid. DeGrom went down. Evaldi went down. They just were swept by the Padres over the weekend. So, what was their reaction to that? They go out and trade for Jordan Montgomery and they Great and, pickup and, and, by and, Montgomery. And Max Scherzer. Yes. And I look at it this way. Now like, I'm sorry spot- I didn't
2: buy in, Jim. Yeah. I didn't buy into Dane Dunning, but I should have. I guess right because he's been. I mean, he's Ross Stripling for the Rangers. Yeah, uh, what he did for the Blue Jays in 2022, right? Like it's just yeah, it's just this this swing guy. You who the heck? Like man, he's right. got an ERA under three right now. <laughs> like what the hell?
1: <laughs> he has stepped up admirably for that team. He was in the bullpen to start because they had yeah. so many guys and. He was forced into action when DeGrom went down. And then when Evaldi went down, he put more weight on his shoulders. And now he can kind of settle back into back of the rotation, maybe a bullpen guy when you get to the postseason. But they did, and, and I'll and I'll give my winner, I think the Angels did a great job. Angels yes. are one of my winners that you, you you have to do every they have to act like they are already in a playoff spot and they're trying to hold it. That's how they need to act and they need to stay ahead of some teams, right? They need to catch some teams, but they need to act like they're already there. So they went out, they did that with the Giolito trade, with the uh, Randall Gritchick and CJ Crone trades. So you did that. And let's say the Angels miss out on the postseason. At least you can talk to Otani when you're doing the negotiations and say, look, we didn't make it, but we went down swinging. We showed you how aggressive we can be, the moves we can make. So I think the Angels won. The moves and at the, the range
2: of the Angels. I mean, yep. that's another thing they could kind of go to Otani and be like, "Listen, sure." There were a point where we had fifteen of our twenty-six regulars that we started the season with out, and we right. still went for it for you,
1: right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no Mike Trout out there right now, so they're doing the mm. best. Taylor Ward went down as soon as Taylor Ward went went down. That's when they made the trade. When they I, I, sort of step one. Taylor Ward, we find out he's out for the year. Step two, trade with the Colorado Rockies. So good job by the Angels. I also think in the end, a good job by the Cardinals, uh, the Blue Jays' go-to trade partner. This trade deadline, the St. Louis Cardinals, they restock. They number one goal had to be bring in some guys that could work their way into that rotation, build up that rotation, mm-hmm. maybe not for 2024, but for 2025, it's a big area of need. They brought in a ton of prospect pitching. So I think the Cardinals also come away as winners. There are
2: other winners for sure. And, and Jim, just, yeah. f- just for the Cardinals fans out there. Yeah. I have, we've actually on the walk-off had Sam Roberts and Adam Klofenstein as guests on the show. And both mm-hmm. of them are very, very intelligent young men that know the art of pitching. They really impressed me with how well-spoken they were. And when you look at Adam Klofenstein, Uh, he's a dude who was really hyped right at like 18, 19 years old. And then it just took a little longer for him to develop trying to get through the COVID year, right? Not every prospect dealt with that as well. So Mm -hmm. honestly, cloth is 22 roberts out of the Netherlands. He's 21 and he's got four pitches that he hits his spots with regularly at 21. Like the cards got a couple good ones there.
1: They really did. Columbus is having a good year at double A. So, I mean, good stuff for the Cardinals. Sort of, we're we're gonna pivot to the deadline losers. And I can pivot very seamlessly by comparing what the Rangers did. The Rangers went out and traded for Max Scherzer and Jordan, uh Jordan Montgomery. Mm-hmm. If the Baltimore Orioles had done that, we would be talking about the Baltimore Orioles today as legitimate World Series championship contenders. You
2: took my pick. That was I, my I, pick,
1: too. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> they had an opportunity to go for it. They are a year ahead. of They were a year ahead last year. They're mm-hmm. another year ahead this year. And that front office, the ownership, is on the record saying, yeah, we kind of got ahead of the plan last year, but that did not impact our spending. We kept our spending where it was. Uh, Michael Elias was not allowed to make the moves he wanted to. I have a feeling the same thing happened this deadline. He was restricted. They go get Fujinami, who starts hitting everybody tonight against the Toronto Blue Jays, loads the bases, starts hitting everybody. Hey, good job. Good job, Orioles, on that one. Anybody that Mm. liked that trade. I'm laughing at that one now. And the Flaherty trade, all that does is raise the floor. Does not raise the ceiling. Flaherty is more of what the Orioles already have. Guys yeah. that you throw them out there Grace five times.
2: Yes. It, right.
1: <laughs> you throw them out there five times. Two times, will give you a good start. Three times, they're going to implode. And one of them, it's going to be a so-so that's what they've got right now. That's what they get with Flaherty. They had the opportunity. And
2: dude, go I'm big. so sick. I'm so sick of hearing analysts kind of defend that and saying he's stuck with his plan. He's stuck with Mm-mm. where they're at. You know what? When you've got a chance, To win. And let's face it, the Orioles actually have a legit shot at winning and it is so glaring where their area of need is, right? It is a top end starting pitcher. I know the market during the trade deadline, you're going to need to overpay. If there is a organization in baseball that can afford to overpay. It is the Baltimore Orioles. And to see them squander an opportunity to become the best team in the American League, it just doesn't Mm. make any sense to me. And if I was that fan base, if I was the guys in that clubhouse, I'd be pissed, man. The clubhouse might be the fan base. I think there are... I think there are
1: two versions of the Oriole fan base. There is the Oriole fan base that has been gone has gone through this for decades. Yeah, they know this is what the Angelos, this is what the Angelos ownership does, <laughs> whether it's the father or the sons. This is what they do. And then there is the younger fan base that has not gone through that and is still cutting their teeth and thinks that the Flaherty trade's a good trade and that the Orioles are going to be back doing this every single year. It's not how it works. No. You got to take advantage of this next year. I don't want this to happen, but Adley Rushman could get hurt and Gunnar Henderson could go through a regression and Westberg and Cowser and everybody else could
2: just sort of stall out. Dude, and, 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 pow- and Grayson Ruddfield. To count on that young core taking another step forward. It's not always how it works. Development's not mm-hmm. linear. Winning isn't linear. I mean, mm-hmm. when you get your opportunities, you should darn well take it. And the thing yep. with the Orioles that boggles my mind, Jim, is that they need pitching next year. This would yes, do. like if, if you're going to overpay, you might as well overpay. And yeah. still be able to get somebody with term, it just makes no sense. I love that you picked this. Like, even when I picked mm-hmm. the Orioles, I was like, all right, I'll go off the board and I'll pick the Orioles. Right. right? Like-
1: <laughs> I'm killing, I'm killing the Orioles. I did my grades and I gave the Orioles an F. I, I think that this was the-, the the setup was there. It was right there on the table for them. Go for it. Establish yourself as I mean, they have the best record in the American League right now. But do we believe that this Orioles team is the World Series favorite out of the American League? No. And it's because Mm -hmm. of the pitching. They had an opportunity. They failed. They're not going to go out there. Newsflash, anybody that thinks the Orioles are going to go out of this offseason and they're going to get two of the aces, they're not. (laughs) You'll be lucky if they get one of the top six starting pitchers that are available. You'll be lucky if they even get one of them. It's and it'll a mess. be the one you least want.
0: Yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, another deadline loser for me, and then I'll see if you have one more. But the Detroit Tigers, Eduardo Rodriguez, kind of hand in hand with the situation there. Erod decided that he did not want to up his market value, go pitch for a World Series contender, potentially crucial spotlight innings. In October, in the postseason, take your value from 20 million to 25 to 28 million a year, AAV, if you can come up clutch for the LA Dodgers and help them win the World Series for two months. He said, No, I want to stay in Detroit and lose and just be here with nobody watching. That's what he decided. Now, he had the right to do that. He had a no trade clause, and the Dodgers were on that list. He has family on the East Coast didn't want to go away from the family. I'll say this. You ever had a business trip that sent you away for like a week or a couple of days? Did you say no because I need to stay close to my family? No, it's work. You go on the business trip and (laughs) you come back. This essentially was a two-month business trip for Eduardo Rodriguez. Then he can go and sign with Philly or Baltimore or the Yankees or the Mets or whoever in the offseason and spend the rest of his career On the East Coast, and oh, by the way, maybe be making $10 million more per year AAV because of what he just did with the Dodgers. He said no. And the Tigers, the Tigers to be in a position to be left holding the bag is a bad job by them because they knew that he could say no to a trade to the Dodgers. So to be a couple hours away from the deadline, have a deal in place, go to Erod and say, hey, we're sending you to the Dodgers. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. You can't be in that position if you're the Tigers front office. You need to already have, in advance, talk with Eduardo Rodriguez about the Dodgers, and he should have already said no days before. And last about that, let's say that is what happens. You have to, I I guarantee you, the Dodgers were not the only team calling about Erod. You mean to tell me that hey, was it? There Jim. was no
2: fallback. There had to be. Philly, think Baltimore, about, think Cincinnati. about the long-term repercussions, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if if I'm if I'm the front office of the Dodgers and I get a phone call from the Tigers from now on, I'm going, you know what? Eat shit. Boom. Exactly. Like, it's just that quick. It's just like mm-hmm. you know what? Especially if it gets out into the media like it did, it becomes right. public. Now right. there's egg on both your face. Like, come right. on, man. It's just a and- bad look. Bad, Bad look. look. Any
1: other? Do you have any other? Uh, anyone that really stands out? Any
2: other losers, you know,
1: or would you like to get onto the Blue Jays at their deadline?
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?
2: I really want to quickly hear your thoughts on Seattle because, listen, I'm not saying that they are necessarily a deadline loser, but I don't really understand right. what happened there. It felt like Depoto right. dipped his toe into the selling market, mm-hmm. moved Paul Seawald, his mm-hmm. players lost their mind, publicly mm-hmm. called him out, and then he chickened out on doing the rest, and now he's <laughs> in this weird purgatory midway, keeping right. the Oscar Hernandez. I I just don't really get it
1: (laughs) i don't understand it either when they when it when when it when it sounded like they were selling they were a half game behind the angels the angels are going all in right so if you're seattle what are you doing i I do think in the end you trade seawald they have other guys that they can insert at the end of games so there's there's a pivot point there i i don't think that they will start losing games because they don't have paul seawald anymore now Mm -hmm. if they had traded a three or four key guys then yes you you adjust their projected win total but just paul seawald i don't think that's going to make that much of an impact uh and i like that you got three pieces back so so good job there but the whole thing was rather peculiar that seattle over 500 and and not just over 500 but finally starting to show some life j-rod is hitting this team uh at the beginning of the month was below 500 you get to the deadline and you are four games over 500 why why are you waving the white flag now i was interested to see all of the Teoscar C. Wall
2: didn't affect it that much yeah like the 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 morale in the clubhouse has got right. to take a hit there yes. and then if you are going to move him the amount of good productive bats on the open market was almost zero like right. i guarantee someone would have overpaid for tay so if you've already yep showed your hand you've already made the move it just it just felt like a a a chicken out a, a half a half measure a, yeah. I
1: don't yeah it may have been this was with the gm was not was never made public but it was either rosenthal or Passon or feinstein or somebody had a report that they were talking to one of the front office executives and they really wanted to Commit to selling because it was such a seller's market that maybe he couldn't help himself. He's like, let me float some guys out there. Let me see what I can get in return. Because in terms of top end, back, top, top end, back end arms, it's not that deep. In terms of high impact bats, it's not that deep, especially with Cody Bellinger coming off the board. So, mm-hmm. Teoscar. On deadline day, Teoscar, you could say, was the best right-handed bat that was gettable, and Ty France would have been right behind him. Would you rather have Ty France, Teoscar Hernandez, or Tommy Pham? If I'm ranking them based on what they've done in their career, I might lean France and Teoscar over Tommy Pham. I, Tommy Pham's a dependable bat. Teoscar Hernandez is striking out a ton, so I can understand those that would say, "Well, I'd go Tommy Pham." But what Teoscar Hernandez has shown in his career, I think the upside is higher. With mm-hmm. Teoscar Hernandez. He could go up there, Teoscar, and hit 10 home runs in September, 10 home runs. He could have a he could have a 20 homer uh August and September. He really could. He's he's got that in the bag. He is and my guy, he didn't, yeah. He didn't go anywhere. I do think I would not be surprised if some of the Teoscar Hernandez buzz that we heard on deadline day was a complete Toronto Blue Jays work yeah. job. That they had their people leaking information out to get the Cardinals to execute that Paul Young trade because what the Blue Jays gave up for Young was rather minor. And if it was sounding like the Blue Jays were the front runner to acquire Teoscar Hernandez, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're the Cardinals. and You're like, okay, we'll do it. We'll do the deal. Don't do the Teoscar deal. So I, I wouldn't be surprised because after the Paul Young trade went completely silent on Teoscar I Hernandez did. across the board.